Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. The weekly theme will be simple as well as rich and something you can apply to your real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. My daughter, Coretta, who's three, says last day when she's talking about any other time than right now. So she could be talking about this morning or yesterday or six months ago, and it's all under the same phrase, last day. Mama, last day I woke up and it was sunny. Last day I had my birthday. Last day Santa Claus came. (laughs) And I was thinking about how cute this is in the car yesterday and how sweet she is when she lumps everything into last day. And then I started thinking about my last day and how most of us won't know when it's going to be our last day and how precious and fragile and spectacular and hard life is all at once. When I was young in elementary school, my mom was first diagnosed with breast cancer. She was only 39. And I didn't know it back then, but it was a pretty scary prognosis and things for her got out of control and she almost lost the battle, but she didn't. And she has lived for many, many years after that. And she told me recently that when things were very scary and uncertain and medically treacherous, she prayed that she would be able to live long enough to see her children graduate from high school. (laughs) Well, fast forward to now, she's still with us. She lives in the carriage house behind our house. And we see each other multiple times a day. And she, she likes to say that she's living on borrowed time. And that has made her more grateful all these years for any days she has been gifted. Our last day, when it arrives, what would we do? What would we do differently? And why in the world would we wait until then? to relish, savor, soak up, and arch back, letting the sun drench on our throat and our spirit and not waste a moment. Why not live that way exactly today with the full relief and reverence of borrowed time? Today, if it were my last day, in no particular order, in imagining that time could expand like a paper accordion to hold all the possibilities that I could imagine in one day, this is what I would do. I would begin before the sun, alone, but with my stone moon cup, the one that I've not broken yet, (laughs) And this cup displays all the phases of the moon, depending on where you're sitting. I would look a long time at the fire 
holding my coffee before I read Mary Oliver. Her collection of poems sits atop my table and it glows with the light of the fire, calling me each morning when I wake up alone. I would choose something that reminds me of the magic in the ordinary, which is pretty much all of her work. On my last day, I would stand on the porch while I summoned the sun, and then I would go inside and put on a record. Sam Cooke Gospel, Sam Cooke and the Soulsters. On my last day, I would wear red lipstick and the softest clothes I own, and I would try to remember to massage my feet before putting them in my shoes. I always tell my students to do this, and I usually don't. On my last day, I will. Seems like something important with my upcoming journey and all. On my last day, I would cook for people I love, something that includes garlic and olive oil in a pan, which is one of my favorite smells. I think by then, we will have a hot tub. So a soak for sure, maybe two. On my last day, I would go at some point to Niwat Market and ask the guy there how he is. He once told me in a casual conversation while asking about my tattoo that his brother also died of a drug overdose and he missed him a lot, especially in March. And I've been meaning to check in on him. On my last day, I would curl up with a book, maybe a new one, under the covers, and I would go into another world for a while until my legs ached and I need to, needed to get up and stretch. On my last day, I would press some flowers for later days and other people and probably go into the woods and scream. And then I would find the ocean to walk on the sand. Sometimes I can find the sea in the blue eyes of my children. On my last day, I wouldn't have much to say to my husband because he knows me beyond words and plans and calendar invites. I would hope on that day he would kiss me with both hands, you know, the kind that takes your breath away and requires our full attention, that kind. I will take that kind on my last day. I would probably write a little, maybe a letter or a new thought or a poem that I would be able to send myself off with. I try and write every day, regardless of time or weather or trip-ups. That day, the last day, would be no different. I would look people in both eyes on that day not sideways or too quickly with apology or dismissal. Open both big brown eyes with receipt and curiosity, not wavering, not rushing, so that we could feel it, the pull and significance of the souls. I would make the kids cinnamon and butter toast with a strawberry smoothie, and we would play something like I Spy, while we ate. I wouldn't forget on this day to be silly. Maybe they 
would be my grandkids or my great-grandkids if I'm so lucky. On my last day, I would lean back into things a little, let myself be carried by gravity and intuition and momentum and by forces unseen. There's been a lot (laughs) in these last years and all of these years. I would know that while at the same time, I would watch it flicker away in the wind. But mostly, if I could choose on my last day, there wouldn't be wind. It would be very still and sunny. With the exception of a very dark, thunderous, theatrical, gorgeous, out-of-the-blue afternoon thunderstorm. The kind they have in the deep south. The kind you wonder if you need to take cover We will all watch it from the porch, kicked back in the rocking chairs, things swirling around us. But we would be still and excited inside. Of course, there would be a rainbow, an unmistakable rainbow. On my last day, I would eat delicious food, prepared by me but also by people I love, all together spilling community and care all over the house. We would eat and share and tell stories. There would be conversations of honesty and healing and ones of value and depth. I would sharpen my best knife and slice good cheese and put it on my wooden board, the one that Justin made and the one that Leslie carved into. I would arrange the cheese in a spiral with some pepper jam on the side. Some people might sing. My husband would most certainly play music and new rituals would be formed. There is always birth nestled within death, thank goodness. I wouldn't try to capture it. I wouldn't have my phone out. I wouldn't try to tack it down. On my last day, I would be present as if in technicolor, sensations pricked and everything alive, teeming with the life around me, drawing it all in to my breath. On my last day, I would hug, long hugs, long enough for oxytocin to pour out in spades. And then we could lie in the backyard and look at the stars and count the sparkles in ways we have been lucky. Even today, that day, we've had the lucky. I think candles all day long in every room, everywhere, candlelight, to go with the old gospel music and food. I would still floss, of course, because I do not miss a day, not even the last day, not even then. On my last day, I would also change the bed sheets because that's the best day when you have clean bed sheets. On my last day, I would check the mail and hope to run into a ladybug and offer her the same attention that Annie Dillard might in her last day. I would try and slow down and not worry about fitting everything in. I would locate some fresh water on my last day and float on my back at the part of the day where the sun is the most glittery and warm. And I would practice being weightless and carried by the current and not muscling 
it would be an important rehearsal. I might, if it's summer, like to get a coffee treat and walk around the farmer's market with Matt and get a few samples. Maybe the one in Santa Fe, if I were dreaming up the ideal. We loved that one. The smells were amazing. On my last day, I would get some plates from a thrift store, the tackiest and most colorful batches, and put them in a box. I would smash them in ceremony from high up somewhere, calling in sacred rage and asking for a cathartic flush only manufactured from crashing something. Then I would collect the broken pieces and either throw them into the sea, sail them into the canyon, or bury them somewhere. Maybe a little of all three. I would make my bed, of course, because it is not a day of mine without that. It is a signaling of sorts that I am myself through and through when the bed is made, smoothing all the wrinkles for the last time. I wonder how I would feel about sleep and whether it would feel like saying goodbye or falling. I would eventually tire out, of course, but I would have been so full and buoyant from the day. On my last day, I would notice other people more and how they look in their shoes and in their foundation. I I would try and leave something peaceful in my wake, even if I was afraid. I wouldn't try and get it all done that day, but somehow it would be enough. It would have to be, unfinished and all. The memories would be slippery and scattered around like a leftover party to be cleaned and sorted the next morning. I've always heard the French never do the dishes at night. They leave them for the next day. I am sure I would spend time on the moon that day because she is liquid and intuitive and mysterious and surely would be calling me like a siren. I can imagine that my brain would be sped up, frantic maybe. So as medicine for that, I would try and slow down to the quality of an attentive and thoughtful tortoise because I wouldn't want to miss anything on my last day. At the close of the accordion, when time was getting smaller and the stars were turning into vehicles or stars or chariots for me, I would try and stay wide, my wingspan past the sides of the sky, so that I would simply trust fall into starlight. On my last day, I would want to be wrapped around my true love, but with enough bravery to travel alone. So I wonder on this day, on this day, why do we not live as our last day? This day could be our last day, and if it isn't, then we could still live every day until our last day with such reverence and complete immersion. I want to leave you today with lyrics from a song. I have a new friend. Her name's Lauren Dembowitz, but I can tell you 
but she's a soul friend, a deep, bright, intuitive, talented human. She's a wordsmith and a songstress. And she sent me this song on a day where I felt scared. And it helped. So I hope you enjoy. Have you ever been tied to the moon? Smiled a broken goodbye, precious miles too soon. Gotten tangled inside of the spaces that hide bits of you. Hold your breath, it will pass. It's only the moon, after all. It's only the moon. Have you ever caught fire from the moon, tearing open the treasures that you tucked away in a tune, turning over again the sweet sound of your name on, the, on their tongue? It will pass. After all, it's only the moon. After all, it's only the moon. Do you shut your eyes, holding fast, still your heart till it passes by, passes through? Tell yourself it's only the moon. Have you ever been tied to the moon? Do you find yourself wanting more than your due? I know it's unfair how I need you. I need you, I do. Will it pass? Tell me how, when there's always the moon, will it ever pass when there's always the moon? Lauren wrote this, and she will sing us home today. Much love to you, dear listener, whatever day you find yourself on today. Check the show notes, and please consider becoming a patron.
Will it?